0: Welcome to The Truth Simply Put, the teaching broadcast vehicle of the Basilea Commission. On today's teaching by Alexander Victor, God's Word, rightly divided in the light of Christ, who is the central theme of the entire scriptures, will come with simplicity, precision, clarity, and power to instruct, admonish, edify, and build you up into the full measure of the stature of Christ. Now, let's dive straight in.
1: Okay. We've run through a bunch of things, right? Um, I, I think it was a couple of Sundays ago, or last Sunday, I talked about the power of repetition. I talked about the power of repetition and how you will listen to be saved, you will listen to be trained, to grow, when you listen to come into persuasion, and then you listen some more. We talked about when Israel was called out of Egypt, God intended for all of them to be priests unto him, and then the law began to be given from from Exodus. 20 right up and then from 28 the levitical order or the order of the old covenant was established and then we said the law was perfect the law was good and that was a problem right (laughs) to say the law is good the law that can't help you is good and holy and just and went on to say that it's lawful when used lawfully right according to the rules and the, the law is not, used, it's not profitable for righteousness. So if you try to get righteousness by the law, you are abusing the law. Because yes. yes. right? you're trying to get out of the law what the law is unempowered to give. And then we went on to to look at why the law was given to establish the standard of God. To ensure that man is without excuse. To expose, remember those E's? To expose man's inability to measure up to God's righteous standard. That's even after, even after having kept it. If you succeed in keeping the law, it still cannot save you. And then to entrap man, groaning for redemption in Christ alone, and finally to enable man to see and, God, and receive God's original plan, grace. So grace had been God's plan from the beginning. Okay? The law was only a type and a shadow. The law magnified sin. The law kept us under God as a tutor until Christ, and the law does not produce fruit. Jesus has fulfilled the law. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Right? Jesus has fulfilled the law, and Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Jesus is how Jesus fulfills the law. Make sense? Matthew five 17. The only thing I came to abolish the law, I did not come to abolish it, I set aside, I came to fulfill it. Plural. We went through all of that. And then we saw that Israel was a type of the church. The church in the wilderness, they were all designated to be priests. Now we the church are that priesthood, right? All of us. In Christ we have kept the commandment. Can you say in Christ? In Christ I've kept every commandment, every commandment that, God of man. that God required of man. That's right. God did not require the commandment to be kept by men. God required the commandment to be kept by man. And then men through that man. Because men did not fall.
2: Yes, sir,
1: yes, sir. Yes, sir. man fell yes, sir. and all men then fell in the one man that fell yes, sir. Yes, sir. you were not there when you fell do you realize how interesting it is that you were not there when you became a sinner yes, sir. Yes, sir. were you a sinner yes were you there when you became a sinner All it took is one man. And everything he gave birth to arrived in the same state as him. So obedience in the same vein was required from the one man. And everybody who will give birth to in the same vein as him. So the law was not given for mankind to keep, it was given for one man to break and one man to keep.
2: Yes, sir, yes, sir.
1: Because there was no sin until there was a commandment. Remember that? Remember that? Satan was in the garden. Sin was in the garden. That was a very disturbing one. (laughs) For until this sin was in the world. Sin did not arrive because somebody spoiled what God did. It, It was part of what was put together. That's right. Because again, that would become a problem. If sin and Satan came about as a result of messing up what God did, God cannot be trusted. If that God tells me I'm eternally saved, I don't believe him. Because it means somebody, somebody can get up from hell and spoil what God has given me a guarantee over. So if somebody can spoil a work of God, And then that same God gets up and says, I'm his workmanship. I I have cause to be concerned. I'm another thing that they can spoil again. Allow me to walk my walk myself. So if we start to sell God as a God that does stuff and then what exists, exists because God finished doing it. Then Satan comes along and just spoils God's thing willy nilly as he likes at his discretion yeah, yeah. he just comes and spoils God's work then, then God should be serving Satan but that's not my God my God is not reactionary this stuff happens and then he reacts that's not my God uh, my God is the director of the movie And and when he's done editing, it's even the director's cut that he's working with. Have you heard of a director's cut before? Includes all the all the bloopers, all the twists in the in the plots, and everything. He has all the perspective. He has all the angles. Has all the angles. In professional climbs, when a director finishes shooting a movie and and the edit, he has his own cut how he wanted the movie to go. He makes sure he uses all the rushes, all the different scenes that were cut and all that, that interwoven into the storyline that were taken out. He edits the film for himself because he has all the elements. Does that make sense? If we're going to premiere a movie in the Toronto Film Festival, for instance, and they tell you that the, the, the maximum length, feature length for that category is one minute, one hour and 20 minutes, it means that even if I spent two months shooting and I have three hours of footage, I'm going to have to cut that into a feature that is an hour and 20 minutes long. Yes. So I give you a, an 80-minute feature of that film, but I have p- potentially 10 hours of footage. Does that make sense? I've shot the footage. I've paid the cast. I've paid the crew. I have all the, uh, all the reels. I have all the tapes. I have all the rushes. After paying attention and releasing the, the feature at the length that they require, I can sit down and stitch together that entire footage and do a 10-hour film if I like. I don't need to shoot again. I don't need to bring... I've I've shot everything I needed to shoot. Does that make sense? And that would be called the director's cut. Make sense? So now I can can make the story go anywhere I wanted it to go. Even the bits that I didn't think made sense. I'm not going to play it for a critic, so I don't need to worry about what the movie critic would say. Does that make sense? I don't need to worry about, oh, they will think, oh, this was disjointed. This was too long. That was too short. That's for movie critics. Not gonna, my, my director's cut is not going to be subject to movie critics so I can give it everything. That's how God is. He is the director and your life, he has the director's cut, not the feature length. Does that make sense? Not just the one that is going to show in, on IMAX and, and the one that they're going to release on Netflix. He has the director's cut. Even the bits of your life story that you don't know, the bits of your life story that will never happen to you It's your story. Oh, the bits of your life story that won't happen to you, that you won't see, because you are an actor in your life. You're the is forming director, or forming producer, forming scriptwriter. In your, in the movie of your life, you are an actor. Maybe a primary actor, maybe. Acting in primary, acting in leading role, at best. That's how proactionary God is. So nothing can take Him by surprise. Nothing, nothing takes Him by surprise. So sin was there in the world. Now, now the serpent was more cunning. Than every other created thing that God created. Yes. On, on, yeah. So God created the serpent as the serpent. Mm-hmm. Remember we, we saw that
2: earlier? Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: That's what scriptures show us. The serpent was created as the serpent on assignment.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yes.
1: It's because he's doing his job that when sons of God gather, he can come boldly among sons of God. How can somebody who is spoiling God's business be coming before God boldly and him and God are having conversations? Because once he shows up before God, angels will arrest him and bundle him into the bottomless pits. But because he's doing ministry, (laughs) <laughs> he, when the sons of God come to talk with God, he comes among them, not behind them. Job chapter 1, Job chapter 2, he comes. And that's why, that's why when the church is gathering and we have issues, that we need Satan's help, we call Satan. It's a place for us calling Satan. Say, Okay, Satan, we have, we have work for you. This religion has made you feel like you and Satan are fighting. So, one man broke the law. One man kept the law. As in one man all broke the law. So also in one man all kept the law. Romans 5 is that chapter that establishes this in great detail. Great detail.
2: In, in Adam,
1: I, I, was, I, I was an offender. In Jesus, I'm not guilty. In Jesus, I am justified in jesus i am discharged and acquitted as though i never sinned but i did but turns out i didn't because god made him who knew no sin to become sin that i might become the righteousness of god in christ jesus so jesus fulfilled it by his obedience canceling out Adam's disobedience, right? And then we come to see how Israel is the type of a church, the church in the wilderness, Acts 7, they were all designed to be priests, right? And now we, the church, are that kingdom of kings and priests, right? We are, and the priesthood has changed because we have all become the fulfillment of God's intention for the church. Priests, right? All of us, priests, right? and then we took time to go through all of that and we said in our parish, all of us a priest we only have one high priest of a new and better covenant we're now new covenant believers right? the new covenant is not based on any works or anything we do Is by grace through faith, entirely a work of God. Confers upon us rights and privileges of sonship, and the new covenant goes with guarantees, and it replaces the law. That's how we did the journey and got there. So now the kingdom culture, or the culture of the kingdom, or Christ consciousness replaces the law. Right? While doing that, we also did a detour, and I've talked about this a few times before, something that is very, very pertinent when we're discussing law and all covenants in the church. Today, Christianity will argue that the ceremonial law was done away with, um, but the moral law is binding. Uh, And and it's a very, very silent argument, even in theological circles. If you've gone to a theological course, they will tell you that the law is broken into, sometimes they will even categorize it into three categories. They will they will give you the moral law, which will be the Ten Commandments. They will give you the ceremonial law and then they will give you the civil or civic law. And the civil law is what would deal with things like how people handle their animals, you know, and how people handled all them stuff, how they handled abuse and, and rape and marriage and all of that stuff and eye for eye and all of that. And then you have the ceremonial laws which included the animal sacrifices and, and, and all of that, and the incense and the pageantry, the wearing of a linen effort, the wearing the carrying of a staff, you know all of that stuff, and the burning of incense in the tabernacle the fire that doesn't go out, all of that theology will categorize under the um, ceremonial law, and then the argument would be that even, even in, in, in soteriology, the study of the grace and salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will have arguments that tell you that the moral law is sacrosanct. In other words, the Ten Commandments are still valid today, and, but the ceremonial law has been done away with, as well as perhaps the civil law or the civic law, because the civil law had to do particularly with Israel. It had to do with Israel as a nation. There were people that hadn't been a, a people before. You know, So was, you can look at it as their constitution, sort of. And so that's done away with, but the the thou shalt and thou shalt not that form the Ten Commandments are binding today. And that sounds like a compelling argument until you start to look carefully at Scripture and realize that actually the law is not the law in the absence of the Ten Commandments. In other words, if Jesus would say... That he has fulfilled the law. And Hebrews will say that he has set it aside. But he left the 10 commandments. Then he did not fulfill the law. Now I know this sounds heavy. And I understand. Because we're teaching heavy stuff. Jesus did not do nothing. If he left the 10 commandments. Uh, And before we say things. We look at the scriptures and let the scriptures speak not men men cannot speak for the scriptures no matter how high those men are or women men as mankind before you say men cannot speak for the scriptures oh does that mean women can i i hear some of you the ones with cobwebs in your brain So he fulfilled the ceremonial law. Because that's what people are teaching. He did away with blood sacrifice. He did away with this and the other. This is minus people that believe that the law is still binding. Others believe that the law is not binding. Some of it is binding. Some of it is not binding. And that's why we need to teach this thing so you can receive clarity. But the Ten Commandments are valid. then I ask you first of all, where are they? And then I now ask you, When Paul was writing about the law, what was he referring to? 2 Corinthians 3, 7. You see it there, as clear as daylight. Spelled the way you spell your name. Here's the ministry of death. Written and engraved on stones. Listen. 623 laws at least. Only 10 were written on stone. Yeah. All the ones you are saying you are agreeing were done away with. Were not written. The one you are insisting is in force. That's the one that was on stone. Yeah. Ministry of death written and engraved on stones. That means the cocoa of the Lord. Is the one that made it onto the stone. And I've told you before, in the, that's the first tablet. The first tablet was the one that gave you the Ten Commandments. Not Steve Jobs' iPad. Not Microsoft Surface. The first tablet was the one that gave you five laws on the one tablet, and then the memory was full. So we had to hew another tablet to take the remaining five. Because what did Moses come down with? Two tablets, each containing five. Those are the first tablets that were produced. Tablets of death. On stone. Give us that text again. Give us other translations. Give us a modern translation. Um. The old way, beautiful, with laws etched in stone, led to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face, for his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness. So the operating system of this first tablet didn't even last long before they expired. And because heaven stopped supporting the tablets, we had to retire them because their operating systems became obsolete. And there comes a time where the validity of your device expires. And so there's no more support for it. That's what happened to the first tablets. It got to a point where support was discontinued because they were now obsolete. But the Lord that was discontinued, hear me, is the one who stole. And I understand your sentiments if you feel like picking up stones. Because I came for the stones, right? Came for the stones. So, you're going to feel like picking up stones. Yes, sir. To show it. If the law was discontinued, it's the one that was on stone. Yes, the one you want to hold dear. And see, this one survived. You lie. It's a lie. And then you hear lame excuses like every society needs laws. It's an argument. If you haven't encountered certain arguments, I announce to you, you have not started preaching the gospel. Every time you preach the gospel consistently for a while, every roadblock you have encountered it. And then you'll be ready to have an answer to them that ask you. Whatever hope you profess. That's why, listen, preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Get stuck. Tell them, I will come back tomorrow. Go back to your teacher. Say, I got stuck here. Get equipped. Go back and look for them again. That's how you grow. Don't run away from a fight. Teach when you get to a point where you're stuck. Say, you know what? I I don't think my teacher has taught me this. I think I need to get clarification. Can we adjourn? We'll continue tomorrow. We're, we're, We're all here. That's how you sharpen and cut your teeth in the gospel. It's by reason of use. Hebrews 5. If you are teaching the gospel regularly, you will encounter all the arguments. Yes, after a while, you will you will preempt the arguments yes, ahead of them yes, and give the answers before they ask the questions. Yes, because there's a bunch of people that even after you confront them with scripture saying that the law has been done away with, will insist how can a people be without laws? And that's an insult on the sovereignty of God and his ability to lead his people in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, not for a law's sake. So a God that cannot hold his people in order is not a God that can be trusted. That's a very lame argument, very un- unbiblical unscriptural argument. We know that Jesus paid the price, but people need laws. So now God is afraid of the people that they will spoil his business, so he... No, but the laws that were done away with is at the very core. Because when you strike the shepherd and the sheep scatter, all the other 613... We're getting strength from the tent. Does that make sense? Yeah. Go and check warfare strategy. If there's a dogfight going on, you know what a dogfight is? Where fighter jets are in the air, shooting each other and trying to evade capture. It's called a dogfight. In military strategy, in military terms, it's called a dogfight. So you said, those F-15s or, or, or MiG jets fighting in the air and trying to shoot each other down. After a while, if it gets very fierce, you know what they start to target? They start to target the surface-to-air missiles that are joining the dogfight. And you start looking for the base where those missiles are getting in the air from. You see, Romans chapter 1 says that by the visible things, the invisible attributes of God are made known. I love life because of how much of God life shows us. I'm a student of life because of how much of the message of the gospel that plays out in your everyday life. You watch a lot of movies, you see a a, a sea monster in animation comes out of the ocean. Multiple tentacles like an octopus. This one is picking up the boat and throwing it here. And then you hear the guys telling you, just keep it distracted, I'm going to go for the head. And you think that an original idea. It's not an original idea. It's from scripture. Strike the shepherd and the sheep is scattered. It's not an original movie idea, sir. It's because you don't know the scriptures. You know more movies than you know the scriptures. If you start to watch movies from the eye of scripture, the instruction you will receive. The amount of instruction you receive. From movies. In the light of scripture. And they're there. If you you watch any of the Sinbad series. They are fighting with the monster. Or or any of the pirates of the Caribbean series. And you're trying to go for the head. Or go for the queen. If you're dealing with aliens. Once you strike that. Sometimes you actually see all the other aliens. Or all the other robots. Just, Just die out. Instantly. That's what happened. That's the paralysis that happened to sin and the law. You strike the 10. The the 613 are incapacitated. Can't do anything. You can't remove blood covenant and leave the ones on stone. Remove dressing and leave the ones on stone. What have you done? What have you done? All you have done is giving somebody Panadol for malaria. Yeah. Oh, My body is paining me. You know, it's, part, it's part of malaria. Yeah, body pain. True. We're not giving you Panadol. Meanwhile, you're packed full with malaria parasite. Yeah. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stone, that's the one Jesus came for. Moses told you it is written Mm -hmm. thou shalt not commit adultery it's on stone Mm -hmm. that's the one Jesus came for then he now says but Mm -hmm. I say to you Mm -hmm. so even when he starts attacking the law he starts upsetting what was written on stone in fact at the point he upends the entire law and he says, "Love the Lord thy God all the heart, and mind, soul, and strength. Love your brothers yourself." On these two hang all the law and prophets. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, how, how are we going to live if we take away the Ten Commandments? If God could not figure it out, then he's dumb. Yeah. If God had no other means, of, how did God deal with man before He gave them the law? How did he deal with man before man broke the law? So the law is either gone or it's not. It's either retired or it's not. It's not partially retired. It's not partially retired. Does that make sense? It's, it's It's not partially, it's enforced. Or it's not, and this law is not enforced. On the night that he was betrayed, he took the cup and said, "This cup is the New Testament in my blood." The New Testament did not start in Matthew chapter one verse one. It didn't start in Matthew one one. So the fact that Malachi transitions and he now got the New Testament. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 is in the Old Testament. Yes, sir. The birth of Jesus, Old Testament. Eighth day circumcision, Old Testament. Traveling to Jerusalem with his parents for the, for the, for the feast, Old Testament. The New Testament started when he said the Old One was finished. For of necessity, a will is not in force until the death. Yes, so your father writes a will and says, Upon my death, I will that my 1,000 hectares of land at um, Eco-Atlantic,
2: yes, of Banana Island.
1: Your singular prayer points from that day will be. Father, what is my father waiting for? Die.
2: <laughs> my
1: father, my father, my father. You hear us asking God questions. Has he not lived enough? And then as you're praying that prayer, you see your father wake up every morning and do 200 press-up. And then jog five kilometers. Play golf in the evening. Play, run tennis on Saturday. You know that your father will be here for another like 80 82 years. That was what frustrated the prodigal son. Got up and said, the way I'm looking at this, my father, he will not die. not die so just give me just give just give me just give me ready. so until the person who wrote the will dies the will can't take effect it's not just you wanting the will the lawyer the executioner of the will because of the percentage he starts to get him to look at the client and say ah this client ah, ah. this client this client is wicked <laughs> Can a client be living this long now? How do you expect us to, to get paid? Because there's a percentage of execution, executing the wheel that will not come into effect until that client dies. So Jesus, the old covenants, the old testament, the old wheel was enforced until Jesus died and sparked off the new wheel. So when he died, he says, once I die, my righteousness, they can have it. I, the Lord Jesus, the one and only righteous son of God, doth hereby solemnly declare that right upon my death, every obedience of mine, every righteousness of mine, every justification of mine, every good standing of mine, that I have acquired by my obedience to the Father as a man on the earth, I hereby bequeath all of it with no reservations immediately upon my death to none other than my adopted son, Alexander Victor. (laughs) And the moment I saw that, me too, I join the voices from eternity crying, crucify him, 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 crucify him. Do you understand it now? He was asked, what is his life doing for me? Who in life helped? Kill him? quickly. Uh, how about Judas? <laughs> Give us Judas. That means nothing. Ba, 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 Barabbas rather. Give us Barabbas. It means nothing to us. Barabbas. You keep Barabbas, what does that do for us? You release him, what's we do for us? How about this one that is innocent? That's why we're telling you to kill him. Quick, before something can corrupt him. Come on, spoil Somebody that you saw praying now, 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 yesterday. Praying, drops of blood. Father, let this cup pass. You want cup to pass before killing him kill him? Kill him. kill him. He's already having ideas. Is there, is, Father, is there no other way? Yeah. And you are here trying to negotiate. Kill him, John. My voice was the loudest. I have no apology. Come and beat me. You read that kind of wheel. You read. Uh-uh. You look just because the wheel was right there, Genesis to Malachi. It just could not take effect because Jesus had not yet died. And I'm reading it. I'm seeing ah, ah, that the Lord has laid upon him the iniquities of us all. He was bruised for my... Wait. He was, he was bruised? Why is he still alive? You will not suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You will not abandon my soul in the dead. No be person, we don't dead. Now in the prayer prayer. Have you dead? Please, can you go and quickly dead? See, you hear stupid questions. Now make it Jesus. Now
2: make And while we killed him,
1: the will takes effect. Satan thinks he has won. He can now steal what we have received. He then comes as the executioner of the will that wants to play us. As the will took effect. You see, I keep telling you guys if you watch movies on the light of scriptures, have you to see where somebody died? Or they, they say he's dead. The brother not married the wife. Yes. After like eighteen years, brother just showed up, and he seen his wife with his brother. Say what happened? I thought you were dead.
2: <laughs> Your coffin was there. <laughs> yes. In camp, I saw you with my.
1: I said about putting the coffin six feet. See, not even five feet. Six
2: feet. I carry shovel. I pour sand. In game, why are you still alive? Why? In game,
1: why? Have you seen those kind of movies? That's exactly what Jesus did to Satan. He died. Wheel started. We entered righteousness that cannot be reversed. Then Jesus shocked everybody and woke up. And by the time he's waking up, the wheel has already been executed. It cannot be reversed. Now this Jesus that now woke up, Guess who he is now? A ghost, a spirit. Yes. Protecting you. Hovering over you. Ensuring that nothing tempers with his property that you have come into. Where did you get your news of ghosts from? Because there's actually one ghost active. One. One. There's only one ghost that is active. He's called the So there's there's one ghost who alone is permitted to operate after the dead. Come back from the dead to look after the living. Only one ghost of a dead man. Briefly s- sorted out his business. Go and watch Nigerian film again. Arranged everything, mended everything. Took 40 days, set everything straight. Tells you after 40 days, you will not be able to touch me again. Oh, but I will go and then I will come back and I will be inside you. And then one Azem War wants to come and attack you in the night. And then you just see in Ken will just show up. What's he called? The Holy Ghost. Protecting, preserving, sustaining, defending, guarding the Holy Ghost. Is the proof that I inherited the will. The Holy Ghost in me is proof I have inherited the will. And the will I inherited is not the old one, it's the new one. So we are believers and ministers of the new covenant, new testament, enforced by He whose spirit is alive. Holy Ghost. Ah, spirits around me No, I have a ghost. Active ghost. The spirit of a dead man is guiding me. Because <laughs> a ghost cannot exist in and of itself. The ghost has to be ghost of somebody.
2: The
1: Holy Ghost is the ghost of the Holy God. That's how you know you are in a new will. No one can mess with it. He's present to contend for it. Men don't
2: fight for God. No. Men don't defend God. It's God that stands. When the enemy comes against you, come on.
1: Like a flood, the spirit that goes will lift up a standard against him. That holy ghost, and holy ghost of Jesus, you see what Jesus told them, it's not profitable for you that I'm here, yes. and there are things that only my ghost can do for you, <laughs> me as a physical human man, I can't do much for you, I've done as much as I can, now I need to die because the rest of the things I'm going to do for you are spiritual. I need to go so I can give you my spirit. That's one of the, that's the, you, know, you know, actually that's, that's the actual promise of the new covenant. That's the actual blessing.
2: You
1: know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about that today. When I, when I teach covenants, I'll show you the blessing, yeah, the blessing that God gave you. It's not Jesus. Actually, actually, son Jesus. Actually, actually, Jesus is not the blessing. Is this ghost? The Holy Spirit of what? the son the son just had to come first die to make way for
2: that, that's,
1: what God actually promised Abraham was that it shall come to pass in that day I shall pour out my son Out my so it turns out the oh trick was that the Son had to be given yeah. for the Spirit to be poured out. That's the real promise. <laughs> That's the promise. So. That's what will deliver you. You see, Jesus was given as a prototype. Jesus is the destination in the sense that when you say you are becoming Christ, when you say you are becoming Christ, is that at the day of the Lord, God will look and see sons. When it says we all become Christ, God will look at all of us after the order
2: of Christ. That's what Jesus came to do.
1: He came to show you what you would become. Now, the agency by which you would become it is the Holy Ghost. Does that make sense? The Holy Spirit is how you will become as Jesus. So if I promise you Jesus, there's a problem. How are you going to get there? But I I promise you the Holy Spirit As you receive the Holy Spirit He will not do anything other than deliver you to becoming As Jesus Because he is the spirit of Jesus And because Jesus died to release him To execute his will Everything that belonged to Jesus Now belongs to you And the Holy Spirit of Jesus Overs to ensure That's what the case is That's the promise That's the blessing that's the blessing of the New Testament or New Covenant. And that's why this blessing could never be walked into in the Old. Because the stark difference between the Old and the New is that one of them did not have a spirit yes, undergirding it. Does that make sense? What you saw in the Old Testament was were pockets of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Pockets. He didn't dwell in anyone. The one time he tried to dwell briefly in David, David tried to kidnap him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have finished what Holy Spirit came to do. Give us Holy Spirit. David said, don't take your spirit from me. Ah. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. David, God
2: was like, bring oh, the Holy Spirit. Bring the Holy Spirit.
1: Small spirit you saw without Jesus, want to, want to hold him. Join everybody else waiting for hope, John. Because you had big guys. Because David had big guys. because you managed to cheat on
2: uh,
1: so the marked difference between the old and the new was that the spirit of God just he was in pockets in the old but in the new he tabernacles in men he tabernacles in men a boast no saint in the old testament had
2: yes, sir.
1: They longed for the Spirit.
2: That's
1: why Peter in Acts two. My God, I love God's word. That's why Peter in Acts two will get up, say, "Men and brethren, we're not drunk as you think we are. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. What you're seeing is what was prophesied. So, and this is the guy that wrote these mysteries that angels desire to look into. It's Peter. Peter later. So he stood and said, no, this is what was written by the prophets and it shall come to pass
2: in the last days.
1: So what were the prophets looking for? The accurate answer is not Jesus. Jesus. The accurate answer is the Holy Ghost. Yes,
2: sir.
1: Who would make them as Jesus?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Not but they were looking to receive Jesus. Yes, sir. The Messiah, so they missed him. Yes, sir. Can you handle this? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes.
2: The promise is the Holy Spirit. That's the game changer.
1: So when he came upon, Peter shouted, this is what Joel said, this is what the prophet said. Oh. So all along, what were the prophets and the fathers looking? A day when God will dwell in man. Yes, yes, Not a day where God will be with us. Yes, Jesus, before Christ, yes, sir, yes, sir. was God. With us. (inaudible) The prophets were looking for more. (inaudible) Don't forget these prophets are not your mate.
2: They had handle power.
1: (inaudible) 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 So these prophets that were looking for the spirit. Were prophets that knew God. (inaudible) 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 They were not pagans. Imagine all Elijah did. And John the Baptist is greater. John the Baptist did not do any miracle. Not a single one. What made John the Baptist greater? That he was the one that pointed out the Lord. The Lord who will eventually give us his spirit, yes, but that John pointed out the Lord by the spirit that was in John from when he was born. This is why stuff was happening in the belly of Elizabeth and Mary. Because scripture said that the spirit that was in John was what will identify Jesus. So in the flesh on earth, John possessed the Holy Spirit before Jesus. It was by the Holy Spirit in John that he identified Jesus as the Son of God, the Lamb of God. And that is something that no other prophet had operated in. There's record of the Spirit of God coming upon Jesus. How God, Acts 10, 38, anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, Holy Ghost and power. Is there a record of John being anointed? John came prefabricated with the Spirit that he might identify the Son of God. No prophet before him had walked in that order. Hence, he was called greater. Not just that he's the one that pointed out Jesus, but the means, the agency by which he pointed him out. The agency by which he pointed out Jesus was something that like Elijah never walked in. Joel never walked in. Because what was promised to them, in that day, I shall pour out my spirit. So all of them, Joel, Habakkuk, Nahum, Zephaniah, Hosea, Haggai, they're like, oh, that day. Oh, man, when would that day come? All their conversations, they are reading scriptures and they're like, ah, oh, man, so that day will not be. In our lifetime, Isaiah Isaiah Isaiah, 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 Isaiah. Do you not have it? And among them, there are conversations to be. Wow, that day. Can you imagine a life where people are full of the Holy Spirit? That was their conversation. What you are playing with now? Yeah. What you are refusing to pray? You don't want to pray in the Holy Ghost. You are shy. You are afraid. You are forming. You are forming fine boy, fine girl. Your fathers were like, ah! Can you imagine what it will be like? That it's not that day that Holy Spirit is not just coming to help us do a particular thing and then go back. Ah! Isaiah will ask Haggai and they will ask Nathan. Can you imagine what it would be like? Well, if, if God is doing this much with us, Holy Spirit is just coming and going and coming and going. Can you imagine the day that yes as the scripture says he was He's not dwelling inside us. And Zephaniah will be like, wow, I know. And Joel will be like, is that not what God made me to prophesy the other day? That in the days coming, he will part. I wonder what that day would be. And then Isaiah will be like, no, a son will have to be born. A sign will be given. A son will have to be born. A, a, child, will have to be, a child will have to be born. A son will have to be given. And they'll be comparing notes. And, they went, and then Zechariah will come and say, yes, he, he's even written here that he would ride on a donkey's donkey and a fall of a fall. And David will say, yes, and, and not a bone of his will be broken. And all of these prophecies are conversed in anticipation of the day that the Holy Spirit will tabernacle in believers. Yes, sir. And you are here, the Holy Spirit is in you, and you're like this. Hey!
2: Yes,
1: that was the promise. Yes, That's why I keep telling you, your sins are forgiven. Just is the kindergarten of the gospel. Oh? Yes, are you seeing this now? and the righteousness of God in Christ. That's the nozzly school of, of the gospel. And more here, What? There's things you haven't plumbed. There's things you haven't explored in the richness of the gospel. You can't finish teaching it. You cannot. You can't. Deep waters, there's nothing deeper about God's mind than the fullness of his counsel. The gospel. For our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody just received fresh respect for the yes Holy Spirit. God, amen. You learn things like this, you, you, you develop hatred for carnality. Nobody will tell you to carry yourself properly, nobody will tell you to place pr- premium on yourself, your body, your mind. What you are carrying for free at no cost is what took generations to come into. These all died, not having obtained. I'm so glad I'm not an Old Testament believer. You need that old time. No, 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 no. You can have it. I'm a New Testament believer. Yes, say, all you new generation churches, that's us. Yes, if you hear a curse, I go pay you. When people say something to you, if you hear a mass curse, I go pay you. Yes. Remember, badge of honor, badge of honor, badge of honor. Yes, all you New Testament churches, that's us. Yes, which, which testaments do you want us to be? He has made us sufficient as ministers of the New Testament. is what you should be priding in. I don't understand all you New Testament, all this New Testament.
2: That's us. That's us, proudly. proudly.
1: Because that ministry of death on stones has been removed. I was just doing synopsis. So I can try and move this thing forward a little bit. So it's been removed. When you go therefore into the Old Testament, Genesis to Malachi, what are you looking for there? You're looking for only what reveals Christ. So the cross... Increased or added a gradient. You know what a gradient is? Mathematics or physics. The, the gradient. The cross introduced a gradient in the truth of God. So Genesis to Malachi. God is true. He's true. From the cross to eternity. God is true at a whole other level. In other words, the level to which God is true now does not make the level to which he was true a lie. See why sometimes you need small brains to understand scripture. (laughs) You need to be sharp-minded to receive the teaching of the gospel. You need to be alert. So you need your brains. Don't leave your brains at home when you come to church.
2: You actually need it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is true. And that is un- that,
1: that's not necessarily truer, but it's true on a whole other level that this truth could not handle. So Jesus would tell his disciples, John 14 or John 16, I think it's John 16, he says, I have many other things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. John 16, 12. Jesus has been speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking. And everything Jesus was saying is true. How do we know that? Because he, he said he's the truth. We know what Jesus was saying is true because Jesus said he is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life. Two two chapters earlier. John 14 and verse 6. So he was teaching them so many things. And all the things he taught them were true. Then he gets to, 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 to 16 and 12. And he says, I have many other things to say to you. Now the things that he wants to say to them, are they true? Yes, Can this level of truth handle that truth? No. Uh, the truth he wants to teach them, that he cannot teach them. Are they going to make a lie out of this? Yes, so the cross introduced a gradient of truth. Yes, so it took truth. It took what is true to a whole other incline. so a lot of people are trapped in the initial truth so your boast of 50 years in the Lord is 50 years without a transient you know like your heart that is not beating it's just there you're like I've been in the Lord for 50 years doing what? stuck in what was true at a level at a level tokens Symbols, types, shadows, ordinances, rituals, liturgy, pageantry. A level of truth. God cannot share his glory with any man. A level of truth. The soul that sinneth is shall die. A level of truth. I love thy law. I love thy commandment level of truth, in fact in that case it's ignorance if anybody is saying he loved the Lord David should not join them David should not join Moses should say things like that Joshua should say things like that David shut up you love which law? which law did you keep? which law didn't you break? which law survived your ministry David? (gasps) I love thy law. Thy like ordinances are a sweet fragrance. Short talk. It, as long as it was breakable, David broke it. But at that level, it's true. And people
2: are stuck in that plane of truth. And they miss the gradient.
1: Because what the cross did was to supercharge the truth. Do you understand? Give turbo engines to the truth. So you're there content to drive a V6. Giving you 120 something horsepower. Meanwhile, we can do a V12. 600 horsepower turbocharged engine. Zero to 60 in four seconds. There's a turbo button that once you are on the freeway. And you hit the button. It literally supercharges the car. And it just, just disappears. And you know the beauty of driving and watching cars disappear? Your rear view mirror. You are seeing the cars becoming smaller, 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 yeah. smaller. I have driven cars, but a particular car changed the entire driving and vehicle experience for me. And I would have had no idea. That there was a gradient to my vehicular experience. So you cannot stay stuck in the realm of it is working. That is just one plane of truth. Uh, that's how you're handling your salvation. I've been in that Lord for 40 years. We have been very steady. God has been good to me. You have not grown. Because you got to the swap and you missed it. Okay, who got that? Who got that? So Jesus tells them there's a whole other
2: experience you can have. John 16 12. There's a whole other experience you can have.
1: I, I, I came to give it to you, but right now, in this current state, before the cross, you cannot handle it. That's exactly what happens when you come into the gospel. You can't eat anything less. you start, dis- start to disturb you, start to disturb you. What is this? What was this? Because it it introduces a gradient of truth. Your previous experience was true. But this new experience. The cross introduces a gradient of truth. Supercharges the truth. And once you engage at that level, you can't do any less. You look at yourself and wonder how you survived those years. And then you now laugh at yourself for how you felt spiritually in those years. Who understands what I'm talking about? You were the deepest thing in shallow waters. And you wonder how how did you even feel so deep? Who knows what I'm talking about? And when they bring up something about your past spiritual life, you're like, no, no. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. And that experience was true. It was not a lie. It
2: was true.
1: It was God. It was the spirit of God. At my level of understanding, which is to say at my level of ignorance. It's a matter of perspective. Your glass is either half full or half empty.
2: you
1: if it's half empty, it means it's half full. If it's half full, it means it's half
2: empty. Choose your half. <laughs>
1: <laughs> depending on my level of understanding or level of ignorance. It was true. Yeah, then I got to see light.
2: Hey! Who wrote this kind of dumb song? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know the funny thing? The unction... That accompanied the song, died the day I received light. So after the day I received light. the next time we sang the song, the song was a colossal flop
2: You just know, okay, you have inclined in truth. Bury that song. Are you following me now? And the two cannot coexist. They cannot. Are you you following me now?
1: Why then would you want to mix your gradient now
2: It's where it used to be?
1: and you, you didn't know what to call it you now chose a word balance and it's the same you that will still stand in the yard of your house and say this life no balance you know the life no balance but you want to balance God with inferior materials The gospel, the New Testament is truth on steroids. It's Truth on steroids. Once you are hooked, you can't go back. What are you going back to? Cucumber and garlic. That was all Egypt had to offer. Of all things, you didn't say guava and apple. You didn't say strawberries. Of all the fruits in this world, yes, yes. cucumba. <laughs> Miss Wigali. As Pav said, are you okay? People <laughs> manage the cucumber with granite. You chose garlic. Shewa, okay. And that's what Israel wanted to go back to Egypt for. So, next time somebody's telling you balance, may the taste of cucumber and garlic fill your mouth. Some things just don't mix. Tell the neighbor absolutely. Some things just don't mix. Tell the other neighbor. Are you being schooled tonight? So the law is done away with. The kingdom culture replaces the law. If we're going to engage with that previous iteration, that previous, for lack of a better word, version of truth, it will have to be what complements our new gradient. We're not pulling our new gradient back to what was. We're going to glean where we currently are out of where where we were. Because there were things left where we were that we couldn't
2: access
1: because we didn't have the apparatus to do so.
2: Does that make sense? But now that we are better equipped... Are you following me now? So this is a very graphic day. So you watch
1: movies, if you watch any of the the, um, um, adventure quest movies, you see where somebody discovers something but doesn't have the tools to excavate and get it. So they bury it or put a landmark or something and then go and prepare to get the right apparatus. The kingdom of God is like a man who found a pearl in a field. And he buried it nicely. Went away. Sold all he had. Came back bought the field for the treasure. You know why? That guy must have stood there and went only this treasure did this field. If I discovered a big gem within a meter or two of digging in this field ma this field is filled with gemstones. So, so in the calculation of this man it was beyond the one pearl he found. As much as that one pearl was, must have been, should have been, could have been worth all he had his reckoning was beyond that one pearl. Otherwise he could have come and bought the pearl. He buried it. I want to buy your land. I say, oh, what, what uses the land to me? Like Esau. Buys the land. And all that the land could potentially yield. So sometimes. <laughs> so with the benefit of the Holy Spirit. You come back to the mine. The treasure trove. Called the Old Testament and you start to mine out treasures that are consistent with your gradient of truth now that you didn't have the capacity to enter into because at the time you were in this level, you didn't even have the capacity. You you could not bear those pearls that were in the field. But now that you have the spirit of God, and that's exactly what I'll show you next week. That's That's exactly what Paul does now that you have the spirit of God Paul literally carried the Holy Spirit and traveled to the Old Testament yes, and then stayed there in that journey and brought out the New Testament where did Paul bring out the New Testament from?
2: Yes,
1: using who? that ghost, that ghost, that ghost, that ghost. So as soon as Paul received the Holy Ghost, Paul took a journey to the old. I've received the Holy Ghost. Come here. I've been reading things that I did not understand. <laughs> and Jesus said that when the Spirit comes, he will teach me the things that I don't. Oh uh, yeah, Genesis, let's go. And that is, that is the journey right now of Alexander Victor. The oh, Holy Spirit knows I'm using him. know I'm sure if you are here you can testify. Yeah. Now me, I am use, I'm utilizing. I am taking advantage of the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm trying to introduce to you in your, in your sojourn, when you when now that you are here, this day you take a journey through here. You're better equipped. Come here, take the journey here. Okay, we were here for 40 years. We kept saying upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. And the people of God shall possess their possessions. Now that we have come to Mount Zion. Hebrews 12. What does Mount Zion here signify? Now, From Mount Zion that you are. You can now understand what Mount Zion meant. When it was mentioned. You actually then find that there is more juicy meat in the Old Testament. Yes, because the Old Testament was the new concealed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Where did we get the new out of? The so the old contained what? The
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because the new was found where?
2: The old.
1: So now that you are in the new if you are going to find brand new pearls and treasures where are you going to go? Because what is in the new now is just what has been revealed.
2: Paul did not write it all.
1: That's why the book of Acts did not end. Yes, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. Because it is still being written. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are still excavating. Yes,
2: sir. Oh yes. yes sir. But still. It's not everything Paul wrote.
1: But you start to read from the template he left behind.
2: Yes.
1: And you start to come into them things that are in there so much treasure yes, sir. in the old. Yes, sir. That now you have the right apparatus to excavate. Yes, sir. That's when study begins. Yes, sir. It is because of what I've just said that Paul will say That from when thou was a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. For all scripture is God-breathed. That's the next verse, you know. Do you realize that?
2: Yes. Yes, 16. Mm. (laughs)
1: That's the context. From when I was a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, able to make thee wise, through faith, unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is profitable. Yes, 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 that means if salvation is your focus, all scripture can deliver it to you. Thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise, unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We well, hold on. Salvation. Yes, through faith. Yes. Which is in Christ Jesus. Genesis to Malachi. So you can read the Old Testament and see Christ crucified. For as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so also shall the Son of Man be lifted up. So if you are reading with the right lens and you saw Moses and serpent, what should you have seen? Not Bible story. So Timothy read Genesis to Malachi and received wisdom for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Uh, Now that you have the spirit of God, use him and read Genesis to Malachi again. Are you following me? And and, uh, we'll we'll start looking at it from next week. You see how Paul starts to write and straight to even Peter from from his first message in in Acts 2. As the Holy Spirit came upon Peter, light came upon all the scriptures he knew that he didn't understand before. Have you noticed? From Acts chapter 2, the minute the Spirit of God came upon, Jesus spoke to people and they did not understand what he said. Peter and the apostles did not understand what it meant that Jesus was going to die and resurrect. Did not. Peter rebuked Jesus for saying such nonsense. But the minute ghost came upon him, light flooded all the scriptures he knew in the Old Testament. And boom, a gradient was introduced and he starts to interpret all he knew in the light of the new gradient. First thing he said, he said, we are not, we are not drunk. It's only 9 o'clock. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First, the first thing he said, yes, this is what Joel prophesied. Yes, it yes, start- was not Jesus that showed it. Jesus was with them 40 days. They still did not receive some sense. Yes, sir.
2: Yes. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Yes. Resurrected Jesus taught them with many infallible proofs for 40 days. They still did not get it. But the minute the Spirit of God came upon him, that was the promise. The, Spirit, the moment the Spirit of God came upon him, he said, ah, this is what you wrote. And then boom, from there on, see them throwing in Old Testament scriptures, lining them up one after the other, showing you how those Old Testament scriptures were salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Are you following me? Yes, sir. So the first rule of engagement for the new Bel- New Testament believer in handling the Old Testament is that he will reveal Christ. Yes. Yes. Have you learned anything today? Yes. Let me just stop here. Sometimes I, I don't I, I don't like to touch certain things because they are big themes and there's so much that we there's so much that we're going to have to teach over over time trust that we're teaching by the Spirit of God and and go and check when we teach is that good? I said something today and it sounded like a shocker when I said the Spirit of God was upon Jesus, upon John before Jesus we were really shocked by that Luke 1 16 and 17 so you just see that quickly First of all, you know, that, you know that God told, John the Baptist said that God told him that the one on whom he sees the spirit descend is the one. That means John would witness the spirit coming upon that one. And I've told you that it means that John had to have had the spirit. To identify the spirit. So look at John one thirty three. John one thirty three. John the Baptist now says. I did not know him. But he who sent me. To baptize with water said to me. Upon who you see the spirit. Descending and remaining on him. He is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, The one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. How would John know the Holy Spirit? Luke 1 16, 15, 16, 17. Luke 1 15, 16, 17. This is not the prophecy concerning John. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And that's always a type or anti-type of the Spirit. So watch. He will not drink wine or strong drink. He will also be... Next slide. It, 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 It had to be that for him to know that that's the Spirit coming on Jesus. to so that's john was born and lived for one assignment to identify jesus by the spirit now this and out this is not the baptism of the holy spirit oh. okay This is not baptism of the Holy Spirit. This was not the pouring out of the Spirit. This was the Holy Spirit as equipment to fulfill a particular function. The same way he used to come upon them in the Old Testament. The same way he came upon David and David tried to. But on on the occasion of John, he would just come preloaded with the Spirit because he was coming for no other assignment. so it's, it's highly likely that John did not speak in tongues because the Spirit never came upon. Do you understand it? It takes an outpouring of the Holy Spirit or a baptism of the Holy Spirit to act, to activate charismata, gifts of the Spirit. Shh. Including the miraculous, which John Christ. didn't have, Christ. but he had the spirit within yes. Yes, equipment for a particular assignment. Doesn't mean he was baptized with the Holy Spirit, that's his mistake. He should have gone to Jesus. Once you identify, God told you the one you see the spirit descend, that's the one that we baptize with the spirit. Go and call spirit. In other words, the spirit was in him preloaded for that singular assignment. Can you imagine John watching Jesus receive the spirit? So when we say things, go back if you're new, even if you're not new, just go back and flesh them out in scripture. You see that it's there, it's there, it's there. Trust what the Lord is saying and go and search it out and find it. it's there. It's there. Does that give added clarity for somebody? Awesome. Oh, you go ahead and just give God praise.
0: Well. That's it for today's teaching. We trust it has been worth your time. For more of these messages from our stables, kindly subscribe to our teaching podcast at www.thebacilliacommission.podbean.com or via the Podbean app on your mobile device. For inquiries and further information, kindly send us an email to info at or find us on social media with the handles at the truth simply put or at the Church. You can also send us an SMS, call us or connect with us via WhatsApp on plus 234-70881-8864. Finally, if you would like to give to support the work that we do, kindly follow the Patreon link in our podcast or contact our office for details. Thank you.